Hello, everyone, and welcome to another amazing episode of The Joy of Being for busy working mums and women in business and beyond who are seeking to unplug from their worries and overwhelm to light up with insights and joy. I am Marina Pearson, your host, mum and effortless lifestyle coach. On this week's episode, we're doing things slightly differently. Welcome to the guest episode where I support a special and busy mum in business and beyond to get insight into an area of her life that she feels stuck in. And remember, you can find me on Instagram at Marina Pearson or my Facebook group, The Joy of Being. And if you'd like a more personalized touch to live a stress-free life, then why not find out more about The Joy of Being Retreat, an intimate four-day profound experience at a luxury venue in Javier, Spain, where you get to experience your inner calm and peace of mind by slowing down and making space. To find out more, email me at marina marinapearson.com with Joy of Being Retreat in the title. And today I get to interview the beautiful Tamron Sheriffs. She is a mama to her little boy and she releases courses that reveal a hidden side of everyday topics and teaches people how to make money online. One of her courses is how to run an Airbnb with the least amount of resistance. So it's easy. She lives in Durban, South Africa. And what I loved about this conversation was at the beginning of it, she was very much confused about which direction to take what she wants to do. So she's a very special creative woman and of course she had many things that she thought she needed to go in a certain direction. And in stressing about all of that, it was taking her away from saying that she actually has the balance that she was perceptively craving. And so we talked about where joy comes from. We talked about the direction that she could move in. And we also talked about the balance that she was looking for. And what's really cool is that she just messaged me today to let me know that after this conversation, she decided to pick one thing. And so she decided to create an online program for Airbnb newbies called Airbnb Starter Kit. And then she a pop-up launch. She had 800 people sign up to her webinar and had 25% conversion rate. And so the live program is busy running over the next four weeks, which just brings so much joy to my heart. As a result of this conversation, she got massive clarity about what action to take and then just took it. And this is the power of being in joy. This is the power of having clarity. If you want to listen in and see how I can support mums and create a space for them to have to unplug from their worries and light up with insights and joy, then please come and join us. So welcome, Tamron. It's beautiful to have you here. Tamron and I have met through our, well, through a mentor of mine, Alan Wilson, who was also in one of, I interviewed her in one of the episodes. And so we're here today as she reached, as as we, we realized that we would be a good fit for this conversation today. So Tamron, I'm really curious about what had you say yes to us having a conversation today? What's been going on for you? Where are you? You know, what projects are you working on? Hi, so so lovely to be chatting with you. Um, I'm really looking forward to to our discussion. First and foremost in my life right now is that I'm a first time mum to a little boy who's about 14 months old. And that has brought with it a a whole bunch of transitions uh, in my life, including what it is that I'm um, working on. So what attracted uh, me to to you talking about um, this kind of format of of um, uh, podcast was the idea of uh, joy and joyful being and being able to uncover that during conversation. So that's why I was like, yes, it's me. I want to talk about it because I'm in the, I'm 
uh, just over a year into to being a, a mom and a, and a business owner, I'm realizing that my previous version of myself and the way that I operated my life and certainly the way that I worked just can't be anymore. It doesn't fit in with the new kind of um, way that I that I need to be now in my in my family. So my key word for 2019 is ease that I've chosen, and it was uh, wonderful to see that that's a word that comes up for you. I think you you say effortless. Yes, effortless something or other. Yeah. So I was like, yes, this this is this is um vibrating or resonating. So so let's chat. But what I've realized is, so I I am um, under. Under the various projects I have, uh, I talk about how people can build more freedom into their lives under various different um, topics. So, freedom of uh, um, freedom of uh, how the constraints you have, more thoughts, freedom of how you choose to uh, spend your time, freedom and how you can free up more time in your business, freedom and how you might want to choose to look at other ways that the world can operate. So I might end up teaching people about cryptocurrency or I might end up teaching people about automated online business, but also how um, you might be um, mentally free if you pay attention to your mental health. So I've got like these various, these seemingly unrelated projects that I've always um, enjoyed talking about different things. But I realized that with my two or three good hours a day at the moment, um, with uh, still having quite a few wake-ups in the night, I really just need to simplify my, my life. So that's the, the one thing I'd like to lean deeper into in this conversation is how to get more consistent and, and in, in simplicity. So when you mean, when you talk about how to simplify your life. What does that mean to you? Like if, if, yeah. So you've obviously got a, um, uh, an idea in your head of what you would be doing or what you would not be doing if it was more simple for you. So I'm curious about what that means. Well, in the literal sense, I think I can only focus on one one project at the moment rather than lots of different ones. Excuse me. Those are monkeys uh, fighting in the trees outside my house. Um, I live in the <laughs> subtropics. <laughs> uh, the monkeys agree. Things should be simple. Um, no, so so as an example, is I've I've always loved renovating uh, properties. So I've just finished a major renovation of a of a guest suite, which I love and adore, and wouldn't love to not do. But it's time consuming and takes energy. And at the same time, I do uh, strategy sessions with women how to map out their their online. Uh, profiles and that's also time consuming and requires different things so while I've like loved variety and I've always enjoyed having different kinds of things on the go I just I think it's a time a season where I have to realize that I can do anything uh, but not all at once and uh, doing one thing at a time when I, when I really feel like my energy is low which is just the reality of now so what I'm hearing you say is, is that you would love to get clarity on what project, like where you would like to sort of focus more of your time as opposed to now where it seems like you're focusing on many different things. Um, yes. And you'd love to get clarity on which one of those it would be. Is that, is that right? 
Yeah, that would be great. But I also think it spills over into other areas like, like the, the habits and the systems that you have in place and the consistency of, of doing them. Um, I was recently listening to a fascinating book called Lost Connections by somebody called um, Johan Hari. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. And uh, he talks about key things that, that it's important for us to have in our lives as humans. Otherwise, we feel overwhelmed or sad and there are things like being in nature and uh, staying connected to people and um, uh, having something that you love doing you know these things that seem so basic but when you clutter your life with just a whole bunch of activity uh, I think it's easy to to end up not feeling well so uh, when I say simplify I mean in terms of pick one thing and do it but also just uh, back to basics, I only have what I need, I only do what I need, I get into nature like I need, you know, really just uh, how do I get back to the the essential things so that I can show up for my son the way that I need to and want to and, uh, and also feel joyful while I'm doing it. So are we, so I'm just kind of wanting to understand what we're really talking about here. Cause what I'm hearing is almost like, um, how do I take care of myself, create the projects I want and look after my son in the small amount of time that I have is, is that, is that what we're looking at here today? Yeah, that's great. You a <laughs> Very succinct. I noticed that when I listened to your other, your other podcasts as well. So yes, that's beautiful. In a way that I think is healthy and, and easy. Ease. Sure, sure, sure. So I, I understand that having a small one, um, you, it's almost like, oh, I just want to map it out. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, it's time to go into nature. I've got it in my diary. Um, and like, then he's ill and it just goes, you know, none of it. it it's kind of like we have to be so flexible and open and I'm tired. And so I don't want to go do that now. Or I'm, I've got this, you know, um, uh, call I have to make and I'm just haven't slept all night and how am I supposed to have? So I know that like, we would love it to look packaged, you know, like Monday is my going to nature. Tuesday is this and Wednesday is this. And, and of course life doesn't work that way. Here's his, here's my plan and here's what really happened. And they often don't look very alike. But um, what I also hear in what you say is that um, there's a sense of wanting to get clarity in what's important to you and how you would love to explore what living your joy, joy-led life would look like. Um, yeah. So um, do you go, so what are the, what's, what type of things would you love to infuse your life with more that you're not currently doing? So what are the things that, put, putting work aside for a moment, the things that really light you up, um, is it going into nature? Is it going to the spa? What are the things that you would regard as self-care that maybe have been left at the wayside that you could be doing more of? Yeah, that's a good, a really good question because the the, the easy answers that would have come to me uh, before he was born are things that feel 
like I can't do now, like the first thing I want to say is travel. I used to, like for when I was pregnant with my son, Max, I was I went to six different countries. It was work-related and I never used to see a difference between my life and work and self-care because I would stay in a lovely hotel and I would go to beautiful markets and I would do those things. So the first thing that came to mind for me was, oh, self-care would just be, you know, going off for a weekend somewhere. But that that's a... A kind of thinking that has, that has needed to, to shift. So in a more uh, practical, literal sense, um, yeah, small things like having a connection with a, a friend over a pet and a, and a coffee is nice and important for me. Or taking down a walk down to the beach in the morning or working on um, breathing new life into old spaces, so renovating and, and uh, decorating and um, renting out spaces are things that uh, that I really find a lot of a lot of joy in and are you currently doing any of those things at the moment yes I, I am I have had to be I've had to start to build those things into my life probably when he was about six months I I was I say brave enough because it really felt quite difficult to even go out the house for two hours and leave him out of my care as if I was the only one who was able to to look after him. That was my kind of feeling at the time. And um, I went, you know, I left for half an hour and then an hour and two hours. And, and now yesterday morning, I, you know, I had a lovely catch up with a girlfriend and just some recharge connection time. And that was wonderful for me. So it sounds like you're doing it already. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to, but it doesn't feel easy. So it's right. like the ease that I'm looking for. It feels, it still feels like I have to make quite a, a an effort about it. But that could just be that. Yeah, I'm. I was. I used to be a nine-hour go to sleep, don't wake up, don't pee in the middle of the night kind of person, and now I'm a, <laughs> every. <laughs> Every hour and a bit, is particularly bad. I think Max is not feeling so well. Um, so yeah, I just feel like I've got a bit of a lead blanket over my face most of the time. So maybe ease isn't, um, yeah, the maybe it's not the season for you, but I'm I'm looking for it. So um, how is your relationship to sleep? Like just a question around that. Cause I don't know, like um, what comes to mind is when I, I, Oh, you're talking my language girl. Like for me, sleep is really important. So you can imagine when I suddenly, <laughs> all of that was stripped away. It was like, what? <laughs> Cause I was like you like nine hours, deep sleep, like super important for me. And suddenly, of course, that that's kind of not the case anymore. Um, so I would dread, like seriously, would have a lot of dread and anxiety around not being able to sleep um, and which made it worse. So um, I'm curious about, is that, is that any, does that, is there any of that going on for you? Like, do you kind of like dread not being able to sleep or, or feel like there's a big conversation in your head about, oh, if only I could sleep more then. Is there anything of that nature going on for you? It certainly was in the beginning, and I've kind of heard this from a lot of moms. And in fact, I think I might have heard it on on a podcast of yours where the topic was sleep and baby sleeping. But I remember the first few months 
that, you know, as Nike was approaching, I'd be like, oh, no, like this is how am I actually going to wake up consistently? And then somehow I think you do develop a little bit of a muscle for it. Yes. You just get used to that reality. So it's a very long time since in the evening I've thought, like, lay about to fall asleep thinking, oh, no, I'm going to wake up and you know, in an hour or whatever. And I don't, I couldn't even tell you how many times I wake up. I don't even count anymore. I, I did make the fatal error in the first few months of Max's life of sleeping with my Fitbit on and being able to look at my sleep graph in the morning. Which I do, <laughs> do not recommend that to any, uh, any mother. That if you want to start um, having negative thoughts, then look at how many times you wake up. So I even stopped wearing my, my Fitbit and I just, I actually made quite a conscious decision, probably through reaching out and having conversations and uh, hearing other people's experiences to just let go and lean into the reality of what sleep means now. But what I hadn't done, and I actually got this off of um, one of your other episodes, was make the the decision in the daytime as well to to not be like, oh, I'm so tired, this is tired, or I've got a lead blanket on my face, or, you know, so if I I eased into the night part, but maybe not um, continue that attitude through uh, all of the activities that that, um, it impacts when you're tired in the day. Mm. Yeah, so definitely. And and that's really, that's certainly something that I found. But then um, in terms of this feeling hard for you, because I was just curious as to whether it was a lot of kind of consuming around sleeping and not sleeping and so forth. Um, It's it's normal that when we haven't had enough sleep that that our consciousness goes down. So if we're not feeling well, um, it tends to kind of affect the way that we see things. So... It would, it would suggest, I, yeah. I am definitely, I, I am, as we're talking, I'm, I'm becoming more and more aware that I have every day got a hope that today is going to be the day when actually he does not wake up in the night. And today is going to be the day. <laughs> I mean, for some people, that some parents, some mothers, that happens, I don't know, after six months, eight months. But for most, and I spend a lot of time on the interwebs reading the articles of people's experiences, for most it seems to be quite normal. A year, two years, a lot of moms on moms' communities tell me, oh, you know, my child's three and I still haven't slept through the night. So it might be a very unhelpful uh, sort of hope that's lingering that I've just got to hold on and it's going to change rather than, okay, this is, this is actually just a reality and it might be this way for for longer than tomorrow, which is kind of my um, underlying hope that I'm, I'm becoming aware of as we're talking. Yeah, I, I guess we just don't know. Like I remember like the first night Leo slept through. It was a real surprise to me. <laughs> I was like, oh, he slept through. Oh, Okay. Um, and then you probably wake up anyway because you're so used to it yeah exactly longer stretch and i've woken up to check why he hasn't woken up i'm like this does not (laughs) is he still breathing (laughs) right yeah exactly so um i think since we're talking about sleep he's quite such a feisty guy that he isn't the kind of baby that you also just kind of, oh, I see he's tired. Let me, you know, rock him a little bit and he goes to sleep and falls down. He 
literally does not want to miss a thing. So he will be like lying. This is like last night's going to bed. We're like lying down, trying to sleep. He is so exhausted. You can see his eyes practically rolling back into his head. And he'll still be like trying to get up and climb over me and get out of the bed and like not want to sleep, which is exhausting in and of itself. Just like Uh. trying to be around someone who doesn't want to sleep when you want to sleep so much. I hear you. I hear you. And what, there's so much wisdom in what you said beforehand about just leaning in. Yeah. And yeah. knowing that it won't last. I remember when Leo, yeah, like when he wasn't sleeping and there would be this moment where I'd be like, oh my God, if he, if he, is he ever going to sleep? Is he ever going to sleep? Oh my goodness. Is he ever going to sleep? Oh my God. What if he doesn't ever sleep? <laughs> At some point he would sleep. Um, <clears throat> But I love what you said about leaning in. It sounds like that, that that's exactly like, it's almost like, well, this is what there is right now. This is how it is right now. Um, often when we want it to be different is what creates the anxiety. If only it could be different or if only it could be more easy, um, yeah. which, which it can on a logistical level. Like if you've got people who are looking after, which you are ready, it sounds to me like you're actually quite in tune with what you need and how you need it. And, um, it's quite normal. Like to me, it seems quite normal that this is the first time you've ventured into this jet on this journey of motherhood and you're just exploring things right now. Like, what does it look like to me if I go out and have a coffee with a friend? Well, that was an interesting experience or you've done it. Well, yeah. Well, I did. I, I ventured out into the, the evening experience. Daytime's fine now because it's months of practice. But last week we had our first going out in the evening, and I, I was anxious. I was really not feeling comfortable. So it's a, it's amazing. Like you say, you've kind of got to test some water and be like, oh, okay, that was that was that was out of my comfort zone. Let's reel it back in a bit. But um, I have. It's been quite a journey for me to realize what support I need and and. Like, I, I can't remember how, if I told you, but at first I thought I wasn't going to need any support. I had very unrealistic expectations yeah. of what yeah. it was going to be like yeah. um, being a business owner and then a first-time mom. And it took me a couple of months, but when, when Max was four months, I, I, I got some full-time help, even though I was at home. And then we kind of very slow, even though, the, so there was somebody whose job was supposed to be the nanny, it, like when when I hired her and then I had Max like the whole day and like basically just gave him to her for when I was going to give him the shower. And it took me a while to transition um, into her actually looking after Max. But now that we're, I don't know, eight months or however um, much time away from that, I'm, I'm really leaning into to having the support and doing the things that I, that I need. And it is making uh, an enormous difference. So, yeah, as we're speaking, I'm realizing it's certainly much easier than before and probably why I chose um, the word ease as a, a big focus to continue to focus for this year. Sounds to me like you're doing it already, like young lady. Um, uh-huh. and it's, it's so often so funny, right? It's like we get so distracted with thinking that it has to look a certain way or ease would look like this. And then we kind of discard the journey that we've actually accomplished. So I'll give you an example of what I mean. Um, I, I, um, 
I run retreats for women and t- um, mums to come to my home in Spain to um, four days of just taking time out, like literally um, doing the very thing that they they have forgotten what to, how to do it. Like literally just time for me. Time for me? What? What does that look like? Um, and so it's interesting because at the time when I was like, oh, I'm going to want to run these retreats and I've never done them before and da, 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 da. And then I realized, actually, no, I've been doing them already. Uh, it, they were just in a different form. I, I was coaching two ladies who are mums to come to my, um, they were coming to my villa and I was teaching them how to coach in this way that I coach. And, but it wasn't necessarily a retreat in the way that I do them now. But so often we, we get so caught up in the form of what it needs to look like, but we actually yeah. then realize, oh my goodness, I'm doing it already. Because it yeah, sounds, yeah, right? Like, and, and so what I'm hearing is that you're doing it already. You're exploring what it, what it means to be a mom with a business. You're exploring what, what brings you joy. You're exploring, and, and, and that exploration is, is just, I'm sure there are moments where you see your son exploring, like just exploring the world, like not having an outcome per se, um, yes. but just spending hours playing with a thing. And you're like, wow, how can they spend hours just playing with that potato or whatever? And, and they're just exploring. It's like, oh my God, like it does this and oh, it does that. And oh, wow, it, it does that too if I move it this way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that is, and so one of the things that came to mind when we were still talking about um, me leaning into what it's like to, to sleep during the season of my life, and again now when you're speaking, is that my experience of the world up until Max was born was based a little bit on the illusion that I had the ability to exercise control over most of the stuff I thought all of the stuff there was you did something you could change it you could adjust it you could you know convince someone of something you could always um affect change if you needed to and I hadn't come across many instances in my life where there was not anything you could do other than just accept and lean in and this um this sleeping Max waking up because he's thirsty or hungry or tired or there was a noise or he's not feeling well, you know, other than creating all the conditions that are great for sleep, it's not much control I can have other than just to accept that it's a season. And that has been a very new experience for me. I've had, I've always been the kind of person where I'm like, if there's a will, there's a way you can, you can, you know, there's nothing that you can't impact and uh, affect on if you want to. So it's been really quite an adjustment for me to um, just play with it, like in the way you talked about your child playing with a potato. I'll be like, oh, this is what happens. That's what happens. Um, and not be like, let's make potato chips because that's what I want everybody to do. Because <laughs> yeah. there are so many things you can do with a potato, right? You can make potato wedges and you can put them in color and then stamp them. And yeah. So it's really been a quite a significant, difficult lesson for me to, to learn. It hasn't always been as... Um, peaceful sounding as I might be sounding now it's been quite challenging and I, I um yeah I did even consider 
you know, how should I should I think about getting a, a night nanny? And then I had to really think long and hard. And I'm uh, I don't want to end my breastfeeding relationship with Max in the night. So I had to I had to just realize no, I've got to just lean in. This is these are the things that it's going to take if this is what I want. And here it goes. Well, it sounds to me like you've been really listening in and and tuning in to what what's needed and, and what what and and in that inquiry and I you know I I've with this topic of exploration I uh I realized that life is one big exploration it's not just this moment in time but so often we get so carried away in in wanting to get to the t- mountain top that we forget that it's not about getting to the mountain top it's about the exploration and it's the journey to get to the mountaintop. There is one, but the actual experience of the exploration on the journey um, that actually has you become who you are becoming and change and evolve and seeing and, and moving through the illusions and resistances that we all actually have. And it's not just you because we all are human, right? So would you say coming back to the idea of joy, which is really the magnet to, uh, for me to the speaking with you. In your experience, ex- would you say that joy being infused in those moments is just a matter of decision? And like I can wake up and be like, oh, look, here's your wonderful face. Or I can wake up and be like, oh, we're awake. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got both those options hanging over me at any given moment, I can tell you. So th- what a great question. When you were when you when you were asking this, two things came to mind. The first was a post a friend of mine put out the other day, which was why 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 look to inner peace as the final destination when when it actually can be the start. So almost like let's lay the foundations of joy and then live our life from that place, as opposed to letting letting it be what we want to reach to, if that makes sense. So this intention of like let's start with joy and then let's live our life from there as opposed to, I need to get to feel joyful. That makes sense. Cause it's almost like it would suggest that there is no joy or it's something that you have to search for. And so I've just actually finished editing my book and it's now at the publishers. And in one of the chapters, I talk about this where it's very much like joy comes and goes, it's always there. You know, you just need to look at kids in that way. They've got this moment of un- un- unadulterated joy. Like it's literally flowing through their bones and then it gets masked by an insecure moment and then they're back in that space again of the present moment in that moment doing their thing and that's the same for us as adults actually it's not changed it's just we've been conditioned to think it in a different way so it kind of comes back to your controlling thing of I need to feel joy all the time well actually that's not very realistic in in because to feel joy all the time um is to say that we're not human and we have moments where we feel insecure. We have moments when we feel tired. We have moments when we're pissed off. We have moments where we feel angry. But it's how long we stay in those moments. So I used to suffer from depression and I used to stay in those moments for a really long time. I could take, it could be months. And now I have yeah. moments where those are just glimpses, like upsets and so forth. They're glimpses. They're not, they're not the foundation by which life is lived by. And the big difference has been quietening the mind um, and recognizing that actually 
the quiet and the stillness and the joy and love, they're all the same energy. Um, we just use different words for them. But that's actually who we are. That's innate. Just gets covered by the clouds. It's a bit like the sun is always there, even if it's been clouded by the clouds. So it's not that we have to search for joy. It's, it's more like, well, how, how, how can we stay here longer? It's really about being in the present moment because when we are in the present moment, we don't really need or lack anything. But it's interesting because, and so that's kind of, and then the, sec- the, the, the second thing that came to mind was choose joy. Like a friend of mine the other day said to me, it seems to me that what you're up to in the world is just choosing joy. And so what brings you joy? It's a bit like the Marie Kondo, this big thing that's going on at the moment where everybody's like, you know, doing decluttering in the house. Well, yeah, what sparks joy for you? And the thing that doesn't spark joy for you, just get rid of it. Or yeah, I mean, I just love that idea. And I, in fact, the last mail, mailer that I sent out to to my list of people who follow what I'm doing was about applying that sparks joy to other things because I did do while everyone was on holiday in December I was uh, doing the Marie Kondo spark joy test on every item in my house and found the process very joyful and then I did think well if you can do it for physical things maybe you can do it for habits and places and um, connections and acquaintances and your own ways of thinking so I do think it's a wonderful metric, um, but I have found that just like um, I felt in the past about getting rid of you know, a shirt that I once loved because I once loved it, which is not um, Marie Kondo's idea. She's like, right now, does it spark joy? In the same way, there's ways of thinking and ways of beings that I once found value in or they served something in the past. So there's this... Um, yeah, this resistance to just going, you know what, that doesn't bring me joy right now. But um, I guess it's the process of continuing to look through the choosing joy lens and letting that, um, to use Marie's language, getting like honing your ability to choose from a joy perspective. Yeah. And I, and, 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 you know, so there is this joys in us and, and, and our soul, that's our soul's language, I guess. Um, and so our soul kind of goes, ding, 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 yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's a bit like, that thing, that thing, that thing. Yes, 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 yes. And has like um, an internal, yeah. A, a phrase that a colleague of mine and I used to use of uh, saying, follow your greatest excitement, which is that ding, 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 ding that you're talking about. I've got an interesting um, question for you that's related but in a different uh, kind of subject. I am, um, my husband and I moved to a kind of sleepy seaside town in order to have Max uh, grow up amongst family and particularly cousins and his aunts and his uncles, which are all on my husband's side. And um, I've never lived as an adult amongst family. So it's been quite a transition to suddenly have inserted ourselves into these family relationships and dynamics and the uh, roles and responsibilities that come with maintaining healthy families, which I was just totally um, blind to. And one of the things that's come up is that I've got quite a different set of values and um, ideas around how the world works and on parenting and and food choice and um, 
schooling and education and all basically every topic there is i like i've got like the what's the hidden side of this topic a worldview and most people including almost all of uh the people in this in the family that i'm talking about have the more um mainstream traditional kind of view and i found myself um just by posting things uh you know conversations or articles on facebook causing um upset in people's relationships people upset with me because i talked about how discipline you know how one should discipline a child and or because i talked about not eating meat or because i and i've I've been asking myself this spark story question around family relationships because in the past I'd be like, oh, this is this is not easy. I'm just not going to build here anymore. But in the context of relationships that are not friendships, how would you approach that? Because you can't just be like, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to build with you anymore when they're your family. I guess I've come to see that, and I, I, you know, this is in my humble opinion, because I I can only speak from my own experience, that you may not necessarily agree with somebody's opinion, but you can respect it. So it's like, I don't agree, but okay, I understand why you're coming from based on who you are, based on your your inner world, based on your thinking, based on how you grew, grew up, based on your way you live, based on, you know, and, and, and that kind of understanding. And the other thing is, one thing that my partner said to me ages ago, which really has rung true, is, is if you tell everybody what you think, it gives other people the opportunity to have an opinion. And I really love yeah. that because it was like, oh, actually, maybe these are sorts, like I'm a very open person, so I would sort of share the, my worldview with other people and regardless of whether they have that. And now I've started to kind of discern maybe that's not the best way and maybe that's not, you know, a conversation that I need to have with that person. Like it never gets anywhere. Like it just kind of throws us back into the same old, same old. So to me, it's, yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, particularly from the lens of ease and joy, I'm in, yeah, I'm in the place we're trying to find how to, even make the decision. What do we talk about? What we don't talk about, you know, we've got a, a mutual child that you know if, it, if I'm trying to be a minimalist and everyone else is a gift giver you know it's, it comes up in every sure. little surprise yeah. aspect so how to you know how to you know just make that easy and maybe just have those conversations or realize when like you say the opinion is just not um there's not a lot of use in in inviting someone else's opinion by because you shared yours so this is a whole surprise element of uh, of having having a child and, and becoming part of another family and, and wanting to live life based on a set of values that relates to my projects and my work because I talk a lot about the other the hidden side of every idea. And, yeah. Um, um, yeah. So. I'll give you like my, my husband and I are no longer together. We haven't been for the last two years and he, like I have my, one of my highest values is Leo's health and what he eats and what he doesn't eat. And, and kind of one would consider it to be kind of an alternative holistic approach to, to health. Whereas my ex-husband isn't like that at all. So we've had moments where we've had to really kind of 
I've had to really dig deep and go, oh my God, I want to kill you right now. But he's my, you know, he's the father to my child and I need to respect that. It is what it is, right? And so I've come to see that the reasons why he does anything is is because he has Leo's, he, he loves Leo. So any, any kind of action he takes is towards loving Leo. I may not agree with his actions, but um, what the intent, the reason why he wants to do a certain thing is because he wants to protect his son and because he, he loves him. And that's a mutual accord. That's something that we can both get behind. The way in which he does it, maybe not, but I've also come to respect it. And I've also got like a certain amount of like trust that Leo and I like that that we can talk about things and 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 in a way that that allows maybe there for be to be an opening or a, a deeper understanding of why we do the, the things that we do. So Leo has cradle crap, uh, cradle cap at the moment, and I kind of had a notion that it had something to do with his gut, but I I wasn't going to go there because I've had conversations with my ex husband about this before. But I need to have it with him because I feel that that it's something that he can do very easily, which is just put some probiotics in his food or whatever and, and, and strengthen the gut. Um, but having said that he may not listen and I need to respect that. I may not like it, but what else can I do? And, and so it's, it's almost like, well, sitting down to have a conversation about how you feel about things and wanting to understand the other person's point of view can be also really, really helpful. It may not change. Accepting, accepting if somebody's not willing to do that, then that's also just something that yeah. is a journey of acceptance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And so we live in a world of other people that are not going to see the things in the way, same way as we are in every single area of our life. And so what this calls for is more love and understanding, I guess. Yeah, and I, I, uh, one of the main things that really stood out for me was you talking about how you can be too, you know, you can choose joy, but it's not realistic to think that there's going to be joy in every moment. There's obviously the whole human uh, spectrum. So a takeaway for me is to realize that if something is, is feeling sad or, or if I'm feeling anxious or finding something difficult, then, you know, that's okay. It doesn't mean my overall, you know, theme of adding more joy is is um fallen by the wayside but it's that it's just what's happening in the in that particular moment yeah and it comes i mean it comes and goes so you know the clouds come and go and thought storms roll in and then you know and i i don't know about you but storms for me are something that i i realize now are needed because the next day you know everything looks so much clearer and brighter um and insecurity is an insight waiting to happen. So our system, from what I understand, is is um here like it, it is it is set up so that we evolve. It is set up so that we are set up and and for insight. We're set up for for seeing things new, um, for breaking away from the old beliefs that we used to have to seeing something new for ourselves that then opens up a whole new reality that we never thought was possible. So um, a mentor of mine described it as walking into a beautiful room and seeing everything that you love in that room and then opening a door and going into the next door, a room, and it just being even more beautiful than the room before. And you're like, how is that even possible? And then seeing another door and walking into that door, into the next room, and it's just like, oh my goodness, it's even more beautiful than the one before. 
And so we have the capacity for insight and that's what creates this richer, deeper experience of life as it um, does away with all of the overthinking and the overwhelming and the over the incessant thinking that we have our our system set up for it. So it's a bit like it's set up for healing, you know, on our skin. We don't actually need to do anything about the grays. The grays sort of ungraces itself over time. And that's the same for our state of mind. That's a a fresh perspective that I haven't, um, haven't heard put quite like that before, especially the idea of going through one door to the next. Uh, I've often more thought this idea of being able to overthink and have analysis paralysis and um, and seeing it through a, a kind of right versus wrong, good versus bad behaviour rather than a, you know, skin heals and minds think kind of it's just part of what it does perspective. So that's quite a quite a nice shift in paradigm. Yeah, isn't it? Like it just means we're kind of showing up and it's just doing its thing and we don't need to worry about it. There's nothing that we need to do or overcome or it's just the way the mind works. Um we have good days, bad days, whatever you want to call them. We just have days where we don't feel the way that we did the day before or and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just how we've been set up. Um, yeah. So, and it's, and it's, and it's kind of cool because it just means that um, it brings a sort of unity to the entire population of, you know, humanity, because that's actually how everybody's experiencing life. There isn't any exception in that at all. Even your son. Hmm. Yeah, and that's also a wonderful addition is for me to be to be mindful that he is having his own experience. Yeah. <laughs> that's gonna happen more and more, I'm sure. I mean <laughs> Yeah, especially when they get to about three or four. It's like, okay, he's having his own experience. <laughs> yeah. He 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 was very specific from the time he arrived that I and I'm looking forward to being able to communicate where he can tell me what he's doing and thinking and feeling even if it's even just in a physical sense in the beginning like I'm hungry I'm thirsty but to be able to hear him talk about his experience is going to be a very magical thing for me because it is the kind of thing I love to talk about and Mm -hmm. you can imagine even wanting to help on this uh, and do this in this format is because I've I like to talk about being um, so it's going to be wonderful to, to do that with him. But, um, yeah, be mindful that it's just okay. He's going to be going through his own shifting, fleeting um, insights and just the same way that I am. It's quite a beautiful realisation. And he's been doing it already because, like, he's been – we've been having insights all our lives even though we don't even realise it. Um, we learn to walk, we learn to talk. At some point he'll learn to, to jump and skip and run. Um, so it is, um, 
And so with, with regards to your work, it kind of comes back to the same conversation, which is you've been exploring what, what brings you joy in terms of the life that you have. It sounds to me that, that that same wisdom is present in the jobs that you want to do. Like, does that make sense for me to, to carry, do, carry on doing that? You know, um, does that make sense to me to carry on doing that and in the same way? Yes. Yeah. I think of what I hadn't been looking at, even that searching that you're talking about and trying to choose what to focus on from a project point of view with my current amount of time that I have, is I, in the same way I was looking at an overthinking, an overthinking mind, that kind of judgment, just rather than just a mind doing its thing, in searching for what makes the most sense, I had the same kind of judgment on that as like, you, know, you should know what you're doing and you should just be, either be doing everything or just easily choose one thing and why are you exploring and experiencing this potato like this, you know? But um, um, what I'm thinking and feeling since we've been discussing is that's actually also just part of the season is testing out and discovering what, what's working best right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if... You love doing both, then why not? If if you feel that it makes no sense to do one over the other because you're putting your child first, which makes sense, um, that's okay too. And it's not forever, you know. I loved what you said earlier on. There was a, there was a sentence which included yet and for now, you know. Yeah. And that may change. So it's so easy to get caught up in the blanket license of this is how it is now and this is how it will stay forever as opposed to going, well, what what works for me now? Is what was working for me last year working for me now? No, it's not. Okay, great. Well, then that's what I know. Then what, what would work for me? What makes sense for me to get rid of? What makes sense for me to add? Have you got any specific, uh, like, um, way that you go about making that kind of decision. I like as like, you know, the Conmarie method is holding the shirt and go, and she's got like a little phrase like, kitchen or whatever she says, and the joy is there or it isn't. From a decision-making point of view, is there um, something that you ever use if you're working with clients or uh, a kind of thought process that you recommend? It's not really that. Like I, I don't, I don't really, I don't really have a process, I suppose, more of a, what makes sense to you right now. And the minute the judgment kind of falls away and the analysis falls away, it's very clear for most of my clients what they need to do because they've always known it. It's, it's not that they haven't known, it's that they've been in analysis paralysis, as you beautifully said. It's really difficult to see the wood from the trees when you're in the thick of it, but there's always light outside of the wood. So it's almost like the more we attempt to analyze and, and figure it out um, with our analytical brain, our analytical mind, the answers don't come from there. They come from upstream. So, you know, there's this beautiful analogy of like, if you go upstream, the water is much clearer up there. It's the actual source of the water. But if you go downstream, it can get contaminated and, you're kind of whirling around in the same old um, thinking habits and beliefs and, and stories. And, but if you go upstream, 
there's a, there's an infinite source of clean water. There's an infinite source of, of, um, of wisdom. There's an infinite source of new ideas and new thoughts that can pop into your head at any moment. Yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. So I guess the invitation is always to just carry on living your life. Um, and the answer will come. You don't need to overthink it because the answer doesn't come from there. So you can sit back and relax and just chill out. <laughs> really? That sounds easy. <laughs> Not when you've got a 14-month-year-old, though. Yeah. No, look, I have built in, as we started off talking, and we can kind of come full circle on this, uh, I feel very confident that I've built in as much support as anyone could possibly ever dream or expect to have um, when when looking after a, a child, and, and I'm so grateful to have that. And it is making things um, a million times more easeful, easy. And I, 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 one of the major outcomes of us chatting now is me just appreciating that and just realizing that, um, and. And continuing to to lean into and, and take action towards what I need, because it it just is what it is. You need what you need. You feel what you feel. And continuing to, I like to talk about like the Hansel and Gretel sort of following the breadcrumb kind of analogy. Yeah. This kind of taking the just looking for the next one in front of you and just using that as the the guide and keeping going. Beautiful, love it. Yeah, the breadcrumb. Yeah, there are always breadcrumbs to show you the way. There's, you know, there's guidance all the time, wisdom there. That you know, there's, there's, um, you know, the fact that you've gone to Durban and you're living in the seaside town, you've got more family, and the stuff has come up um, around that. It's all, it's, it's all built for 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 us to love more. It's all built for our hearts to open. Like it's, it's all built for our healing to happen. Like I've really seen yeah. this. Is like we're being called to love all the time when things happen, difficult situations arise, we're being called to love. Mm. That makes a lot of sense to me. And it's, um, I'm kind of giggling inside of myself as I hear you say that because that does feel a little bit obvious. Oh, hello, you've never lived in a <laughs> you know, I'm like, anyone who's listened to this would be like, uh, you know, when you're watching a movie and you're like, look behind you, you know, when something's just so... <laughs> Obvious. I'm like, oh, I don't know why I've moved into this family and I'm finding it hard to be in a family because uh, this is your most obvious opportunity to to love and and um, ex- expand in that way. And um, I guess my default pattern, which I am becoming mindful, I have many times become mindful of, and am working toward not being my default one, is to see how something is either going to not work or be difficult before I see how it's, you know, an opportunity. Mm. And that can sometimes, you know, that is a little bit of function of personality. I know you and I only briefly chatted about personality. My, my background is um, psychology and personality profiling and that kind of stuff. So uh, I think that makes it feel 
harder because I'm like the, the the personality style that would be like doing the risk assessment and seeing all the ways that something's not going to work. And that, that definitely gets in the way of a feeling of immediate joy. So instead of being like, oh, why is this hard that I've got this opportunity to love, um, a wonderful way of being in this moment is like, wow, look, you've always wanted to be part of a big loving family and now you've got one. So start loving. (laughs) And it's not like stuff comes up, you know, their family. It's it's supposed to show you where you don't have clarity of thinking. It's supposed to show you where there's still misunderstandings about, you know, where your experience is coming from, that, that it's, it's a beautiful, I, I don't know about you, but I've found having my son to be one of the most heart-opening experiences that I've ever had. Like I thought I had sorted my shit out until I had my son. Never the exact language, but it was something like, you thought you were enlightened. And yeah. Then- Spend some time with your family. Yes. Oh, no, it was actually, yeah, it was like, oh, you thought you were enlightened and then you went home for Christmas. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I mean there's there's nothing there's no better opportunity to be triggered than the people who actually were part of your trigger but your trigger buttons being built so um if you believe in the idea of you know childhood experiences and personalities but um yeah I think uh, if I were to design a little mantra for myself to kind of just keep bringing myself back to these ideas is that um, it would have to be something along the lines of, you know, yeah, it just doesn't have to be hard. It is actually easy. It's all there already. And you know what? Sometimes it will look hard and it's okay. Like we often think that it has to be, that we want to avoid it being hard. Um, yeah. But our experience sometimes looks really hard. It looks really painful. It looks really demanding. It looks really tiring. It looks really... You know, it looks like all of those things, and and there's, and that's okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's how it's supposed to be. Like, any feeling you've ever felt, like in nature, it's it's there is a divine intelligence that created all of it, and you're part of that divine intelligence and, a, and an expression of it. So, how can it be wrong? And so here endeth the rant. <laughs> so, Tamron, I just want to check in with you. What have you seen today that's kind of really made a difference for you that you'll be walking away with and going, yeah, that was that was actually, that's really made a difference? I think the, the perspective shifts on just seeing um, two things. The, the first is the perspective shift on seeing, thinking just as, you know, uh, the sun shines, skin heals and, and mind thinks rather than, you know, why are you thinking so much and, um, that's that's very valuable, and then um, the other one which I, uh, I talked about earlier, which has totally slipped my mind now, but I, I mentioned it when we were speaking earlier, is um, exploration. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. To just like recognize that it's okay to dip in and out and. And see what works. It doesn't have to be. This is the plan, and this is what you're going to stick to. And it has to be like this. And you can't deviate out there. And <laughs> um, and that's very helpful to to just be reminded that testing out what works for now is is perfect. 
Thank you so much. And um, <clears throat> yeah, it was, it's been an absolute pleasure to, to have you on the show today. And any of those who are listening who would like to also come on um, as the monthly guest to get clarity and spark joy, you can always email me at marina at marinapearson.com and have a conversation with me as we did today with Tamarin. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I look forward to hearing and seeing you soon. Bye-bye for now. And there we have it, another incredible episode of The Joy of Being. And remember, if you'd like to come on the show to get clarity and flow in an area of your life that you feel stuck in, please email me at marina at marinapearson.com sharing what you would love to get insights on. And remember, you can find me on Instagram at marinapearson or my Facebook group, The Joy of Being. So until next week's episode, remember, you are the joy you seek.